When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's Dan and welcome to our Thursday edition of the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. Today, Mary Kay Cabot, Scott Patsko, Ashley Bastock, and I talk about potential schedule storylines as the schedule will be released on Thursday night. Uh, so we each go through some storylines that we are going to watch uh, once the schedule comes out and as we look ahead to the Browns' full season, uh, which we're going to find out where they're going. We know who they're playing, we're going to find out where they're going on Thursday night. Okay, I got to tell you about Football Insider because we will, of course, let people know about the schedule when it comes out and share our thoughts on the schedule via text. And if you want to get involved in that, you got to go to cleveland.com slash Browns, click the blue banner at the top of the page, get info and get signed up. And it's not just texting. It's a newsletter delivered to your inbox every single day. I'm actually going to be writing Friday's newsletter, so you'll get a chance to get that. And you get access to exclusive stories on cleveland.com slash Browns. So again, go to cleveland.com slash Browns, click the blue banner at the top of the page, get info and get signed up. All right, here we go. Schedule storylines on the Thursday Orange or Brown Talk podcast. And here we go on our Thursday edition of the Orange or Brown Talk podcast. It is schedule release day, and we're going to look for some storylines on the Cleveland Browns schedule. Scott, you're first up. Give us a storyline on the Cleveland Browns schedule this season. All right, so I'm really interested in seeing where these games land because that will determine, I guess, the impact they have. I, the fact that the Browns play the Falcons, the Saints, and the Texans this year, something considering that, uh, well, obviously the Texans, where Deshaun Watson was originally, but then you have the other teams that the Browns were up against in trying to get Deshaun Watson, um, the Panthers. So, uh, wait, were the Panthers in there? Yep, sure, about, yeah. yeah, yeah. the Panthers, the Saints, and the Falcons. And the fact that they play all of them. Now, if that, you know, they land towards the end of the schedule, I think, you know, there's a good opportunity that Sean Watson could be on the field. We don't know if or when a suspension is coming, but uh, you would uh, expect that if those games land on the second half of the schedule, that could be kind of interesting. Uh, maybe not from a, I think it's just from a, here's what, you wanted and here's what the Browns got versus what they're left with, you know, after the fact these, some of these teams had to go out and kind of get uh, what was left over. Um, and obviously they're in the, the Panthers, you add in the whole Baker Mayfield saga. So just those three teams and just everybody kind of being involved in this off season uh, storyline that has gone on since Sean Watson was, was traded for the fact that they're all on the Brown schedule this year is, is I think it's really interesting to me. Yeah. The, the teams that Deshaun didn't choose. The, or the ones mm-hmm. that didn't want to pay Deshaun $230 million guaranteed. Yeah. That's, that's kind of an underrated one. I think I, that wasn't one that, that popped to the front of my mind, but you are right. Like all the teams that were in the sweepstakes, Mary Kay, they are, they are on the Brown schedule. They're going to have to go against the guy they couldn't land. Yeah, absolutely. It was number one on my list of, uh, of things <laughs> to look at for, uh, for this as well. So fortunately I came up with about two or three different ones, but I had that down too, because uh, you know, all these teams, I mean, it re- there really was a tremendous ripple effect 
on what is happening with them. They had to go out. The Saints did had to go out and re-sign Jameis Winston. The Falcons went out and signed Marcus Mariota. Uh, The Panthers have talked trade with the Browns. And of course, you can throw the Texans in the mix there because uh, the Texans obviously uh, are at the heart and center of this with trading Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns getting the Tex- six. Picks. The Texans might be separate though. Maybe we should save yeah. the Texans. Okay. We can save the Texans. Um, but yeah, so this is, uh, this is pretty cool. The three teams that lost out on Deshaun Watson all on the schedule. And I'm sure we will be chronicling all of it for you <laughs> as those games draw near. And Ashley, I'm curious to kind of hear as we lead up to those games, like these, these guys are going to get asked, right? Like these head coaches, Hey, you know, you could have had Deshaun Watson. It didn't happen. How different could it have been? I don't know if we'll get any good answers, but it is going to be a topic for these teams as as we kind of wind towards these games. Yeah. And it's interesting. And I think it makes for interesting discussions and, and fodder, but it's almost like, and I know you guys talked about this yesterday when you drafted the schedule, like, I almost think in a lot of ways, like maybe the league and the other teams like aren't going to want to acknowledge this. So it's like kind of this like big elephant in the room type of thing. And obviously so much will hinge on a suspension if it comes, when it comes, where those games are in the schedule. But I do think like there is going to be this element of it's almost going to be taboo to, to talk about a little bit like from the teams themselves or the higher ups. Like, I don't think we're going to get very many good answers, but like, it's good fodder for podcasts like ours, talk radio columns, things like that. <laughs> so I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's, I mean, there's, there's fans of those other teams that are going to be thinking about what could have been, you know, yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who are, who are happy that they didn't land him, but there's going to be a segment of their fan base that is comparing, you know, their guy to Deshaun Watson throughout the season. And then, you know, this will be the game when you see him up, up close and and against your, you know, against your team. Yeah. And, you know, and again, there might be, you know, those storylines might get more interesting as, as we get closer, because I mean, if Baker Mayfield is playing and starting for the Panthers, then obviously that's enormous. Um, I don't know if that's going to happen. I wrote a column saying that they should go back to the Panthers and try to make that trade. Uh, I don't think it's completely 100% dead in the water, although I do have people that tell me that I'm wrong about that. So we will see. Um, but, you know, that that would really ratchet it up a ton. Yeah. I, I, Baker needs to end up with the Panthers. That's just what has to happen. It's, it's yeah. perfect on so many Can, levels. Can't you just see him like with the Panthers? Though? Like I can just picture it. I can't really picture him anywhere else right now. Like I can just picture mm. him there. I'm and, sure the Browns are happy that that's only going to be a road game. If that happens, they don't, they don't want him coming back, starting for somebody uh, at first energy. I, yeah. They don't need that. But, and it's kind of like it, like it looks weird enough, like, Oh, Baker in a Panthers uniform. It just feels like it'll be sort of a footnote in Baker's career, wherever it goes from it. Just, it's perfect. It's like the perfect place for Baker to land on his fifth year option uh, and, and, and then go from there. Okay. Mary Kay, give us our next storyline. Okay, well, since we are going to be separating out uh, Deshaun Watson playing against the Texans, I will go ahead and take that one. I had another one here uh, that I kind of kind of liked too, but you know, Deshaun Watson is the story of the Cleveland Browns right now, uh, so I'm going to stick with that theme, and uh, and this will be Deshaun Watson going back and playing his former team, the Texans, and uh, that game is 
on the road. So it'll have, you know, a little bit less of a pack, a little bit less, less of a punch than if it was here, perhaps. But I still think him going back there, there will be a lot of emotion. There will be signs. There will be, it will be emotional for him. And then on top of that, uh, you know, this is just a story that's going to keep giving and giving and giving because the Browns obviously surrendered six draft picks to get Deshaun Watson. And this goes out like in perpetuity, like forever. They, they have never have any more uh, first round draft picks in the history of the franchise. Well, actually for the next three years, but that's a long time. So um, that, and then, uh, you know, the other three picks that they gave up and they got back to Sean and a sixth round pick on top of that, they went back and did more business on draft day this year with the Texans, since they've got such a warm and fuzzy relationship between the two clubs now. Uh, so they went back, traded down from number 44. That's where the Texans picked up John Mechie, the wide receiver that the Browns would have taken at number 44 had they stayed there. So if John Mechie, now chances are, if the game is early on in the season, probably not going to see John Mechie. But if the game is in December, you know, maybe he catches the game winning touchdown. You never know. So, um, you know, so that adds something to it. And then the Browns, um, you know, ended up with a couple of extra fourth round picks, moved on to 68. They got Emerson. They got Winfrey. They got York. So all kinds of storylines in this uh, Texans versus Brown games, not the least of which, of course, is Deshaun Watson playing his former team. I think the fact that it's in Houston actually makes it even more interesting because there will be that like fan reaction. And, and I'm curious to see how fans respond because it's such a weird, like it's, it's just weird, right? With everything that's happened, but Deshaun requested the trade and then he sat out the year, but it's not like the Texans drafted his replacement or like, you know, pushed him out the door necessarily. Obviously he wasn't happy with some of the things they were, that they did there uh, to request that trade. But it's, I'm, I'm very curious to see kind of what the environment is, is like there in Houston for him. Maybe it's welcoming. I don't know. Probably the, the, the civil suits and everything off the field changes that, but there might've been a world where like the Texans would have traded him and he wanted out and, fans would have been so angry about how the Texans operated that they almost welcomed him back with open arms. I'm just curious how, I don't know how Texans fans feel about Deshaun right now. I'm sure it's mixed. I'm sure it's a, a mixed bag of emotions in the same way that it is for uh, Cleveland Browns fans. But I, I do agree with you, Dan. I think it, it does. I initially said it might not pack as much of a wallet, but I think it actually is a, a bigger deal for him to go home uh, to the Houston Texans where he was drafted uh, and, and I mean, the storyline goes all the way back to 2017, really, obviously, because in 2017, that's when the Cleveland Browns traded down away from Deshaun Watson, allowing the Texans to draft him and change the fortunes of their franchise. And it looked like they were uh, really onto something tremendous with him in the early going until everything kind of went downhill for them. So um, so the storylines, it's just a tangled web that they weaved here between the Cleveland Browns and the Texans. And I, I agree with you going back there makes it bigger. Scott, I feel like this should involve like 
Denzel Ward needs to make a play. Nick Chubb needs to run for like 150 yards. Yes. I mean, there's so there are so many connections between these two teams, like in, in and, so many different ways that I mean, this could just be the Browns Texans draft bonanza on top of Deshaun Watson returning to Houston for the first time. Yeah. And I, you know, I, if that ends up being an early season game and Deshaun Watson doesn't play, it's just gonna like just take all the buzz out of it. I think it's I think a lot of people want to see him go back to Texas. I think that's the one place that's going to be very similar to what it's like at First Energy this year. It's just going to be, I'm sure that we could probably do a gallery of photos every week from home games or probably anywhere of signs that are not very, uh, like that are pretty critical of him. And the fact they're critical of the Browns having him. Uh, I'm sure those are going to be out there. And I think the Texans might be the one place where maybe you'll see some that maybe kind of support him or maybe take digs at their team because he, they didn't try to play him last year. You know, it's just, it's going to be weird. I think you're right in saying this is going to be similar to, to what it's like here in Cleveland, everywhere else, you know, I'm sure they don't, they don't care. They're just out to, you know, it doesn't matter if he's got civil suits against him or not. People are not going to cheer for Deshaun Watson at other, at other places, but it's, it's a weird it's going to be a weird environment there. And don't forget, they have MJ Stewart, too. <laughs> there you so. go. Do they, do, they still have, do they still have Christian Kirksey? Uh, I think they might. That's a good might question. Him. There was one point, I think it was last year or the year before, where they had like a dozen former Browns or something. It was ridiculous. They had Duke Johnson and uh, the, uh, the tight end, whose name escapes uh, me. Darren Fells. Yes. Yes. Um, Terrence Mitchell, I think, went there. Yeah, they were just grabbing all the former Browns. Well, Jadavian Clowney used yeah. to play there, yeah. obviously. If, if he's back with the Browns, and I, I think he will be, uh, if he's back, that's another storyline. I mean, just looking at all the different storylines, and of course, when Dan mentions Nick Chubb, for the people who forget what that was all about, it was uh, the Brock Osweiler NBA-style salary dump trade in which the Browns ended up with the second-round pick and used it on – Nick Chubb. So, um, so there's that. And Denzel came in with the number four overall pick in 2018. They would have never had a pick that high had Deshaun Watson not suffered a non-contact torn ACL. Everyone talks about how, how great that was. Well, if, uh, if he had been healthy the entire season, there's no way that Denzel Ward is here. So in going through this particular storyline or this particular game there's like 10 storylines here and i think that it almost might require like shark week bark week like a pod of just a whole week full of texans storyline pods what do you guys think sounds like somebody should do a story on all the connections between the texans and the browns <laughs> I've, I've found some deep cuts here ashley you you share your thoughts on this while i look through this this texans roster because there are some names here that are going to bring back Oh, Some people yeah. might not even remember that they were members of the Cleveland Browns, but we'll, we'll get to that after you, you kind of tell us what you think, Ashley. I, I just think it's interesting because like, there's all these storylines for a game that could just be like an absolute clunker when it comes down to it. Right. Like there is a possibility 
possibility that Deshaun Watson doesn't play, that Jacoby Brissett's going out there and starting. Um, if it's early in the year, the Browns are still trying to get their stuff together. Uh, if it's like right after Deshaun Watson has come back from any hypothetical suspension, then they're still trying to, to get used to having a new quarterback out there. And obviously, uh, just what what the Texans have, it's like just not the most exciting game on the schedule. But all these connections kind of are are making it seem like that. But this could just be like an abysmal game to actually have to sit and watch. That is fair. Okay, here we go. Here are some names on the Houston Texans who will be out for revenge against the Cleveland Browns as I scroll through their roster here. Uh, we're going to start with Pharaoh Brown. Yeah. Good interview, um, Pharaoh Brown. <laughs> Uh, also a, a local guy as well. Davion Davis. Remember the star of preseason last year? Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Tay, <laughs> Tay Davis, a special mm-hmm. teamer uh, for yeah. the Browns for a little while. Uh, still going through. There are more, believe me, on, on this list uh, that, that you're going to recognize. Um, Kevin Hogan, who actually had a, an I believe he's still in the league. Yeah, an infamous start in Houston. Uh, I think that was the 0 17 year. Andy Janovich is now uh, now a Houston Texan. Mm. Christian Kirksey yeah. is there. Um, of course, John Mechie, who Mary Casey reported in your insider, should have been a Cleveland Brown or, or was going to be a Cleveland Brown mm-hmm. uh, at number 44. Eric Murray. Wow. Uh, let's see here. Right there. There's, there's, there's a slot guy the Browns could use. <laughs> he was he was a good interview too speaking of good interviews uh he, mm-hmm. he was a guy mj stewart who we mentioned oh here's one tavier thomas wow uh, that's the slot guy the browns do not need <laughs> good on special teams though uh, a mike prefer favorite uh tavier thomas no money mitch anymore i don't remember where he signed um but and, and i'm not going to look it up either we'll just we'll find that out as the season goes along all right ashley give us a storyline because We've devolved into me reading the Houston Texans roster. <laughs> what a great way to spend our podcasting time. Uh, no, you know what? I agree with Mary Kay in that I think with this schedule coming out, Deshaun Watson is the biggest aspect of any storyline that we are going to talk about. So mine in general is just, I think the second the schedule comes out, it's all it's going to be a ton of speculation of what it means for the Browns if he's suspended, particularly earlier in the year. Like, I think people are really going to be dissecting like those six games. And if they have an early division game and is the division stacked in the back, because it's all going to be people trying to glean information, I think, about what the suspension might look like for him, what it might mean for the Browns. And and all sorts of, of things like that, hypothetically, what it would mean if he's there versus not there and where that point in the season might come. So Mary Kay, we talked about this on the Hey MK pod on Tuesday. And I think, I think we agreed that it wouldn't necessarily indicate thing, things, but Ashley's right. Like as soon as that schedule comes out, people are going to be looking like digging through it with a fine tooth comb, trying to figure out, well, obviously they're going to suspend Deshaun Watson 11 games because look at the 11 games they put in the front so I mean that's what's going to happen as soon as this thing gets out yeah absolutely 100% there will be so much speculation about this now if that happens and you see some games that just don't have that marquee power in the beginning I think that will be in part because uh, they do backload these schedules to include most of your division games at the end now which I really like that I think it's uh, very cool and fun to have Uh, Every single one of those games means so much 
at the end of the season. So I expect to see more of that. Uh, but I do think that there will be a lot of talk, a lot of speculation about what that might mean. The hard part about this is that I don't know that anybody knows what this means right now. I mean, there's so little information coming out in terms of when the suspension will be handed down, how long the suspension will be. They're playing it very, very close to the vest. Uh, you know, we don't know if wrapping up the investigation is imminent. We don't know if they're calling Deshaun Watson to the league office, you know, in the next month and a half. I and mean, we just haven't heard very much at all. And uh, it's kind of hard to, to get any good insider info on any of this. But, um, you know, the other thing that I think that makes it hard is that it's not just the league office involved. They have the jointly appointed uh, person, Sue L. Robin Robinson, who will be helping to determine what kind of suspension Deshaun Watson is going to get. And there are so many great areas after that. But, um, but since it's not just Roger Goodell sitting around waiting to determine when this is going to happen, uh, it adds another whole layer to it. Uh, and certainly there will be plenty of speculation when that schedule comes out. Scott, how much speculate, what, what kind of column can we expect from you about the Deshaun Watson pending suspension as soon as you get the schedule in your hands? Jeez. <laughs> Look, if it's six games, I mean, they've been without key players for, for stretches before. Obviously, the quarterback's different. Um, and I guess we're really going to, like, try to analyze how many games can the Browns win with Jacoby Brissett. Like, once we know what the schedule looks like and once we know how many games Watson suspended for, then, then you're really finally able to drill down, all right, are these really winnable games with Jacoby Brissett? Um, and of course, then you're, you're, you're assuming everything else is going to be as good as it is in week one, which we know is never the case. They told us over and over last season, you know, after week one, no one's healthy. So five weeks in, four weeks in, five weeks in, there, there's going to be injuries. People are going to be missing from the lineup. And is Jacoby Brissett the quarterback who can help the offense or the team overcome that? Mary Kay, there's also, it just feels to me, just following along, there's a lot of smoke starting to build up about potentially 2023 being the year that there's a suspension, that these trials getting pushed back and probably nothing happening until after the season, that the, the NFL might let this play out. And if he clears those civil suits, there might be nothing. If there's something there, whether it comes out in the civil suits or there's a verdict against him, then maybe the suspension happens. It just feels like there's a lot of smoke right now building up towards that. Yeah. I mean, I've seen all the, all of that. I've heard all of that. Um, but once again, it's, it's hard to say. I actually think that they should really take their time because you don't want to hand down a suspension or a fine or a combination of both. And then things start to come out in the civil suits or uh, some video that you didn't know existed comes out. You know, I mean, so many things can still happen. I don't think they should rush into it. I think they should talk to all 24 accusers and whoever else they need to and Deshaun. And I don't know if they can get all of that done before the season starts. The season is barreling down upon us. And there, there's a lot of work to do yet in this investigation. Uh, the weird part about it, though, is that... Roger Goodell basically said at the NFL annual meeting uh, that, that he would not use the, um, 
why am I forgetting the name of it right now? That he would not use the commissioner's exempt list on, um, on Deshaun Watson, which would essentially be sort of a leave, a paid leave of absence. Okay. You're just not playing, but you know, you're still getting paid and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, that, that was interesting, but I suppose they could even change their mind on that. I would think that just because they don't expect to use that, if something came to light that lent itself to using uh, that option, I think that they would probably go ahead and do it. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be the story that keeps on going on and going on probably into next season. Yeah. I mean, it really only takes one big change, right? I mean, we saw it with the Ray Rice thing, uh, the Ray Rice video, um, mm-hmm. We saw it with Kareem Hunt, right? Like as soon as that video came out, all of a sudden Kareem Hunt was cut mm-hmm. like, uh, that same day. So these, these things can change very quickly if something comes out or if something happens unexpectedly. Um, all of a sudden it can go from, well, nothing, nothing will happen until 2023 to, oh, this is happening right now. So who knows? Uh, but a lot of people will parse through that schedule Probably shouldn't, but uh, but that's okay. All right, let's take a break, and then I've got one. And then Mary Kay, I know you said you had another one that you really like, so I wanna I wanna hear that one too. So we'll get to those on the other side here. I'm back on the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. So for me, I guess mine is also Deshaun Watson related, <laughs> as you would expect, but it's more about like who Deshaun Watson could potentially go against. So the Browns face some really like either just kind of meh or like really bad quarterback situations. But then on the flip side, they face Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Tom Brady. They'll have Joe Burrow twice and Lamar Jackson twice. That's a pretty good group of quarterbacks that, that you've got to go against in those games. And I, I don't know if I'm forgetting anybody, but that's a, those are, if we did the quarterback draft or if we went back and listened to the quarterback draft that we did, all of those guys went pretty high. So I'm, I'm excited to see the Browns go against those guys because the Browns, assuming Watson is playing, have a quarterback. And I actually think this is the first time, maybe since Bernie Kosar, that you could say this, the Browns have a quarterback that can actually like go toe-to-toe with these elite-level quarterbacks and compete with them just game to game. Yeah, it's, it's funny because when Baker was here, and the going was good. I think we talked about Baker like that, right? I mean, the discussion, the narrative was the Browns finally have a quarterback that, that can get them where they want to go. And if you surround him with all the right pieces and parts, he should be able to do that. But ultimately they found out that that was not going to be the case. And now they do have him. And I mean, even just watching, you know, just watching some highlights and some, you know, film of Deshaun. I mean, it's just going to be a whole different ball game uh, here in Cleveland, as long as he gets up to speed and acclimated to this new offense and to all of his new teammates. And I really do think that he can beat any one of those guys that, that you mentioned, you, you know, you put him against Tom Brady, he's going to be able to, he can beat Tom Brady. He can beat Josh Allen. He can beat Herbert. He can beat Joe Burrow. Any, any of these guys, he can beat them. And that is exactly why the Cleveland Browns went out and took the risk of signing a player who has 22 civil suits against him and so much emotional baggage and so much legal baggage um, because of this very reason that number one, they don't believe he's that guy. 
And number two, they believe that he can go out and beat any one of these amazing quarterbacks and get to the Super Bowl and win it. That's what this is all about. Yeah, the, I mean, these quarterback matchups are, I mean, like you said, Mary Kay, it's, I mean, Ashley, he can go beat Josh Allen. Like he yeah. can single-handedly go beat Josh Allen. This is why there, there's not some big, I, don't, I mean, this is why you do it, right? This wasn't some like, oh, they were sitting there and, and plotting and, um, you know, this is some smarter than everyone move. This was just, hey, this guy's really good and he can go beat these elite quarterbacks. So we're going to give up a whole bunch of draft picks and pay him a bunch of money yeah, and, and take the PR hit because he can be that guy. This was my backup idea, Dan. So I, good, good storyline. So first of all, and second of all, I was going to make a joke about you leaving Carson Wentz off that list, but <laughs> we're past that. Um, but no, I mean, this is a quarterback league, right? This is what it's about. And how many discussions have we had in recent weeks about how stacked the AFC now is with quarterbacks? Um, it's tough. It's it's going to be tough to, to make a Super Bowl run and do all that stuff. And the division is tough. And these are some really potentially good matchups if Deshaun Watson is playing in them and it's why the Browns did what they did it's why they gave up as much as they did despite all the baggage that comes along with him and the uncertainty Um, and it's why they gave up all that money because it is a quarterback driven league and these are some quarterback driven matchups that the Browns have this year if Deshaun Watson's playing in them. Yeah Scott I'm looking at I I wanted to go back and, and reference this game in 2019 uh, and it was the playoffs from 2020, obviously, that year. Uh, Deshaun Watson took the Texans to Kansas City and got them ahead 24 to nothing, throwing to the likes of Kenny Stills and Darren Fells. And I remember uh, that. That was <laughs> it, it was it was an impressive performance. Obviously, they didn't hold on. Kansas City turned into Kansas City quickly and ended up winning that game by 20 points. But that's the potential Deshaun Watson brings. Yeah, and but I mean, look, Justin Herbert didn't beat Baker Mayfield last season. He beat a Browns defense that had some really serious issues uh, with defending deep passes. Uh, you know, I'm more concerned about how Deshaun Watson is going to do against the Chargers defense this year. How is he going to do against the Bills defense? I mean, yeah, you want to keep up with Josh Allen and Justin Herbert and Tom Brady. Um, but now Deshaun Watson is going into these games, at least we expect him to, with – a really good defense. Like if that defense starts off this year, the way it ended last season, that that just gives him a leg up in, in winning those matchups. So now it's on him to get the offense to a place where they can beat a Chargers defense that made a lot of big time changes, beat a Bills defense, um, the Ravens, you know, the Steelers are always good. So, you know, these quarterbacks uh, that the Browns could face this year, I like their chances just based on how they ended last year and the, and the additions they did make on defense so far. And if you had clown you that again, you, you've really gotten yourself back to uh, a place, at least on paper, that's really close to what you had last season. So that's good. But um, yeah, what he could do against those defenses, that's, that's where that, that was kind of the, the Browns downfall last year and uh, not so much defending those quarterbacks. All right, Mary Kay, I want to hear what your other, uh, what the storyline you passed on was. Yeah, the one that I passed on was really just uh, Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns versus Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Joe Burrow took the Cincinnati Bengals to the Super Bowl. They went out this offseason. They beefed up their offensive line. 
Uh, so now they've got a much better offensive line, but the Browns kicked their butts in that game, 41 to 16. Uh, and the Browns defensive backs matched up really well, shut down Jamar Chase. They, they matched up really well against uh, their excellent receivers. They, they rattled that whole offense. And now the Browns defense, as Scott was just mentioning, is that much better. They are that much better. I mean, all these young guys that were thrown out there last year for their first seasons, they're going to be a lot better this year. JOK will be better. Greg Newsom will be better. Grant Delpit will be better. Then they went out and they got Alex Wright. Uh, and I think he's going to make an impact. They're probably going to resign a Jadavian. So, uh, you know, I just think this matchup between Joe Cool and now Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns and that defense. And, uh, and I, I just think it's going to be the one, probably the one to watch in the AFC North. But I mean, once again, you can never really count out the, the Ravens uh, because they should be way healthier and way better, but there's just something about Joe Burrow. We talked about Dan, remember uh, you, you kidded around about, you know, when you did the schedule game last year, you said, Oh, this should be quite the <laughs> matchup. For, said Baker Mayfield versus Joe Burrow is going to be fun to watch yeah, for years. To fun come. to watch for years to come. Well, now it's Deshaun Watson versus Joe Burrow for years <laughs> to come. And this one really will be fun to watch. So, um, so yeah, this is, uh, this is going to be one that I will have my eye too, that I will have my eye on. I, I had this on my list. This was, this is one that, that I'm going to put in the story I'm writing because I think this is a really fascinating matchup because the Bengals are built to throw the football, right? They run it, it, Zach Taylor comes from that Sean McVay school. It's at 11 personnel. They spread it out. They throw the football all over the place. And the Browns are built to defend the pass. And I think we saw that sort of on display in that game this year or, or last year uh, when the Browns won 41-16. And I looked up some stuff. So Joe Burrow has thrown multiple interceptions in his career in four games. That was the only time he didn't throw a touchdown pass in those games. So the Browns not only intercepted him multiple times, but they kept him out of the end zone, uh, even amidst a blowout. He didn't even get like a cheap touchdown out of it. Um, let's see here. There was one other thing here about his rating. Oh, the Browns have sacked Burrow more than any other team in the NFL. The Ravens are second on that list. Obviously, you would expect AFC North teams to be on that list. Um, and Burrow's one of his lowest rated games came against the Browns. Mm -hmm. So and it was all kind of that game last year, you know, because Joe Burrow played really well in his first game against the Browns, and he played really well in that second game in 2022. And, you know, also probably would have, if he would have had 30 more seconds, the Bengals might have, might have stolen that game from the Browns. Mm -hmm. But what they did to him last season was like, oh, okay, this team might, there's a chance this team might just match up really well with Cincinnati. So that I want to see if that's true or if that ends up being an aberration. I think you guys are missing the boat here. The Evan McPherson versus Cade York. Like that <laughs> are you telling me that's not going to be a storyline? The only two kickers drafted in the last two years. That's we're, we're going to be talking about that one. Fog game we'll counterparts. Talking about that one. Fog game counterparts. Yeah, You're right. Evan McPherson's revenge. Yes. Now you know, I actually think that Joe Burrow is a major reason why the Browns went out and upgraded a quarterback. I think they looked and they saw 
that if Joe Burrow sticks around in Cincinnati, and of course, Cincinnati will do everything they can to make that happen. If he's there for that, that next decade, they knew that they had to have a better quarterback. They were not going to win the AFC North and get where they wanted to go and get past Joe Burrow in particular and other quarterbacks to Lamar Jackson. Uh, but I think Joe and what he was able to do in only his first full season, um, I, I just think it's, it's remarkable. Maybe that's why they paid Deshaun $230 million too and guaranteed yeah. it just to like put some pressure on Cincinnati and say, all right, yeah. now you, now you guys have to pay Joe Burrow too, or you have to pay him 300 million guaranteed. And we, you know, we know that they aren't, they're efficient, not cheap. Yes. They're efficient. Right. right. Okay. Does anybody else have anything? Are we good? Are all the, are those all of our scheduled storylines or is somebody sitting on one that they just absolutely I do have, I do have a second one. And it, Hear it. We, we, we love the Panthers in with the Deshaun Watson stuff, but let's not forget Richard Higgins, starting wide receiver, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> We've established that the Browns hated Richard Higgins. They also have Austin Corbett mm. who has his own little storyline of not really being wanted here. And last but not least, Zane Gonzalez just kicked out the door after what, one season and one game. He made 90% of his kicks last year for the Panthers. Imagine if like they just stuck with him for another year or two. There you go. Worked through it. You know, I don't know. I think, and if Baker Mayfield ends up there, oh. (laughs) Do they still have Cam Irving? I think so. And if Baker doesn't end up there, then they potentially will be going against the quarterback that they passed on number one at number one in 2018 in Sam Darnold. And don't forget, we'll all be crashing at the apartment of one Ellis Williams. Yes. <laughs> that week. Yep. All right. Scott, any more? I, I read the Texans roster. Do you want to read the Panthers roster? Before no, I, I did not see Cam Irvin on there. Uh, I think those are the only guys who were, who were starters. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going through the uh, Justin Burris. There you go. That's a deep cut. There we go. Wow. <laughs> in there. All right. Um, he can intercept Baker Mayfield in a scrimmage, wasn't he? Wasn't he the guy that did that all the time? I don't Stop. know. Now we're going. All right, that's <laughs> we got we to gotta call this uh, call this a podcast. Uh, make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening to your podcasts on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and also make sure you're a Football Insider subscriber. Cleveland.com/slash/Browns, the blue banner at the top of the page. For Mary Kay Scott and Ashley, I'm Dan. Thanks for listening, everybody.